in our last episode, we talked about how short-term gains are often a detractor of long-term progress, right? And that if you're not succeeding in the short term, that uh, the way that the markets are set up right now is that it it really could come at the expense of long-term success. I just want to say on on the flip side of that coin, the same is true, meaning that in a six-month study where you're saying this is the results and this is what can happen and this is why it's good, um, it's a short-term success. All right. Welcome back to the boardroom in the basement. I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And I'm Taylor. Cool. What uh, What's on the uh, the agenda today? Yeah, so today the uh, topic for the boardroom is the recent four-day work week study that has come out and everyone seems to be talking about. So we're going to break that down. Yeah, it's it's an interesting report. Uh, we put it in the show notes so anybody can, or at least the link of where to get it. I don't think I can share the PDF, but uh, super interesting report. I I. I went in thinking I was sold for four day work weeks and I came out thinking, uh, you know, something completely different, uh, than I thought I would, which was interesting. So, um, I'm, I'm very happy to break this down. I I don't know. We want to give a little summary out, um, of, of the main points of it, uh, talk through some of the issues and our feelings and then, and then maybe, um, maybe just sum it up at the end with a, an agreement of, uh, from a board level, if we're going to go with a four day work week at our, at our company here. So sound good. Love it. And I've got some kind of the summary statistics or high levels if, uh, that helps. And if y'all would like me to throw those out there to start the show. Yeah. Let it rip. Cool. So the, Four-week work study was done by researchers from a nonprofit called Four Day Week Global. Uh, they partnered with researchers from Cambridge University, Boston College, as well as a think tank known as Autonomy. Um, the study itself comprised of 61 companies, uh, which um, across them all uh, had about 2,900 employees. The study was conducted for six months between the months of June and December of 2022, so just last year, very recent, um, and it took place in the UK. So that's, that's kind of the high level of it. The major findings and what will probably, um, or, or what we will kind of ask questions about today and, and throw around the boardroom, but the, the two major findings were that the from a business perspective, um, it seemed to be a success in that revenue outcomes were uh, flat, if not increasing, over the study period. Um, and then the the most interesting thing for me was the market improvement in health, well-being, and happiness of the employees of the study. And so there's a business angle, and then there's an employee and kind of human angle for us to break down today. Just jumping in real quick the the health and well-being aspect of this wasn't there also an outcome of higher stress oh, I don't want to derail us but did did you guys read that part in there I didn't read it I missed that part 
so somewhere in there they did talk about though you know people felt like their health and well-being was was better that that operating this way was also more stressful which just kind of gave me pause of uh, of a few things which I I'll, I'm sure we'll get into later but oh you know what I I now that you say that I did read a part as I was kind of flipping through this morning I did see something where people were felt kind of pressured to be extra efficient yeah. with their their workflows and that did create some added uh, stress and took away from some of the interactions that they had with their other employees. Yeah. I did read a, a little snippet of that. Yeah. Cool. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Was there, there, there more on the, on the summary there? No, no. I think that was kind of it. Well, what's your first impression of the article? Oh, all right. So right. the study, the study or article or, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it simple because I, I know there's a lot to talk about here. But but I think when when I read the study, I like I said, I was all in on a four week four day work week. Um, by the end of the study, there was enough red flags for me that that made me think that this was just a one way you can fix a problem, and it depends on what problem you're trying to solve. And so what I didn't really get out of this study is what problem they were actually trying to solve. And one of the facts in here that that kind of backs that up is um, they said they didn't want to lean towards much into the, the too much into the one size fits all, right, for this program for companies. So they, they let companies decide what to do as long as it was a, a substantial um, decrease in, in the hours worked for the same amount of pay, right? That was, there was some guide guiding factors in there, but that, that was the gist of it. And so when I read that part of it, it just, it made me think that each problem at a, each company might've been different. So they, they might've been optimizing towards a, a different thing, which is fine, but it, it's hard to draw a conclusion for me for a four day work week when I know that. So that's that's my first impression. Ben, how about you? First glance, I'm like, yes, four day work week is better. Who doesn't want um, a four day yeah. work? Yeah, well, and 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 even like going into like some some factors like you know basic life stuff, right? Like being able to go to the dentist on a weekday, you know, and some of those things. Like that's kind of immediately where my head was drawn, and, and I was thinking about some things, and then. Um, and then my first impression after reading through it is I, I also thought like how hard it must be for, and this really almost becomes like an HR question to determine like some of the benefits, like, you know, it, it touted a lot of like benefits for employees mm -hmm. to reduce stress and, and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, only, only half of the participants completed the final report. Right. And, and so what I was thinking to myself is I'm like, you know, I, I just wonder, right. Cause then that, that, uh, and, and that you're, you're never going to get a hundred percent and, and it's going to be hard. But I was like, man, like why did only half the people even participate? And, and then I kind of wonder like, is that, is that half, you know, is that like a, is that geared towards something? Right. I mean, is that, um, 
you know, people that really, really wanted a four day work week. Yeah. Even though that might not be the best thing for the company. And, and especially when you're talking about some of the company sizes, you know, I mean, they, they had company sizes as low as 10 employees. Um, I mean, if, if you have a 10 person company, like literally every single decision has to be moving the company forward. They're, you know, you, you, you can't take anything on the chin. You can't, you can't say, well, we, we want to go, you know, you, you've, you know, you make a misstep on, on that size and you're toast. So that's kind of, um, I, and, and that's not a negative. That's not that we can't do a four day work week, but I just thought I'm like, man, this uh, immediately I was drawn to how hard it must be for companies to gauge and, and really that that's a human resources function to determine what the best scenario is for people and, and what would be best for them and be best for the company. Yeah. It's a, especially with the, the sizes that was the sizes of the company caught my eye as well. Um, called out specifically in there, but you know, you talk about HR at a 10 person company, that's, that's the owner. Yeah, you're right. And it's just more work on the plate. Yep. Taylor, what about you? What was your first, yeah, what was your first impression? Yeah, I had a lot of similar thoughts that you all just shared. One of them was definitely how these, kind of the sample size in regards to the number of employees of the companies uh, was was pretty small. I think the biggest company was 1,000 employees. And then, Ben, I think you said just now, I think the smallest was, I think, like 1 to 10, right? They gave mm-hmm. ranges. Yep. And my kind of the first thing that hit me when I saw that was, is this going to fall essentially on deaf ears for any company that's bigger, right? Um, You know, I I think of my experience working with organizations that are multi-thousands. And at one point in my career, uh, you know, working for a company of over 10,000 employees, I thought of a you know executive who might see the results and see the study and just almost instantly write it off, uh, you know any of the goods or the bads because they just think it wouldn't apply to them, right? Um, does the does the eighty twenty rule fall in here, right? Like eighty percent of the companies um, employ twenty percent of the workforce and twenty percent of the um, companies employ the other eighty percent of the workforce. It'd be super interesting to find out. Totally. So that was one thought. The other big one that I had was, you know, despite, you know, what might be, um, you know, shortcomings in, you know, some of the data gathering and even the robustness of analysis, the thing that I just, you can't help ignore and, and where my thoughts were initially were just how people did seem to have a better work-life balance opinion and feel after the study, even, you know, Ben, you said, only, you know, kind of half like followed through to the final, final survey. Um, but of those that did reply, you know, they felt compelled enough to let the researchers know that, hey, this four day work week actually is making a meaningful difference in the grand scheme of my entire life. Um, and it is something that I would look for. And even to some extent, you wouldn't be able to pay me enough money to go back on it. Um, so th- those are my first impressions. Yeah, those that's there's there's a lot of interesting things to talk about in there, and and I think the 
the number one question that comes to my mind from this is, is it meaningful, right? Like would a, a four day work week be meaningful? And to, to get you in the headspace of where I'm at, I think, you know, if, if I break this down to the problem we're trying to solve, I think it's flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of comments in there from participants about flexibility specifically. And Ben already mentioned being able to go to the dentist, right? And so is this a, like a honeymoon phase? It's a short trial, six months, where people get extra flexibility and it just feels nice to have it, right? And and not not that it wouldn't feel nice to have it, but would you actually at some point you're like, all right, I've I've done I've gone to the dentist, I've I've done what I wanted to do. I I can't afford to play golf today, so Maybe I would actually choose to go back to work for that fifth day, right, once in a while. And I I don't know if this thought is making any sense or, or resonating with you guys, but it, it feels like a honeymoon phase to me. And what what my deepest thought is, at the end of the day, I want to get treated like an adult and be managed by outcomes and not how I work, right? I don't want somebody to manage how I work. I want somebody to to develop me and coach me through outcomes so the business works and I can work however I need to to get that done and that's that's my decision so that's that's the headspace that this report left me in in some sense yeah my I I love that you said that Brett and you know I think what's coming to mind as uh as you share that is you know the I, I go back to your initial kind of thought of like what's the problem we're solving for and and you hit it like it's flexibility I, I want to reiterate that I think that's really what people are after is like how can we maybe rewrite or restructure the way a workforce um, executes work for a business I think the report it's, it's at the very beginning I mean flexibility is part of it but mm-hmm. they're they were checking to see straight up, can we give people the 180-100? Can we give them 100% pay um, for 80% time and 100% productivity? Yep. So I, I actually don't know that, I mean, flexibility is like what you gain from that. But, you know, they were they were just trying to say, hey, can we, can we, you know, have people work less. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think the other, the big part of this is, is it also comes down to culture, like the culture of the company, mm-hmm. you know, you think again, kind of like what, when, when you're talking about, you know, smaller groups of people or smaller companies or something, it can be probably easier to manage, Hey, um, you know, do, do you want Mondays or Fridays off? Right. But, you know, if you're working within a, a group, right. I mean, if you, you know, look at the hierarchy of a company, Hey, the, the, the IT department, I mean, I think they would to be efficient, that whole department might have to take the same day off, or maybe the company would say, well, Hey, we have to have X number of people here to support our IT systems. So, you know, you're, you're still going to get into some of those situations where, 
you know, you, you don't have ultimate flexibility. Right. And, and it's going to just lean back on the culture of the company of, of what, of what they are, I guess, able to allow, you know, right. And, and, and that's just from a, a functionality. We, we've got to do X amount of work every day. What was the most surprising out finding for you or most surprising element of the, the study? Um, and for me, it was that businesses were allowed to structure however they wanted what that fourth day off looked like. And I really appreciated how some of the companies took the angle of, hey, everyone gets Friday off or Monday off. Some companies said, well, hey, by the, the, the nature of our business, we need to have full coverage through the week or even sometimes through the weekend, right? And so some employees would have, you know, like Wednesdays off um, or Fridays, right? And so there was kind of a staggered, you know, which departments or which groups get it off. Uh, one of the ones that I think was particularly interesting was how some businesses opted to say, hey, we'll give you a fourth day off. And we don't really care, but we're going to, in terms of we don't care what day, but we're going to to um, benchmark it against a set of KPIs to ensure that we are achieving outcomes um, and that we're not, you know, slipping on the things that are important to us. You know, so having a bit more of a method or, you know, kind of a targeted approach to like, is this for, is that fifth day doing, doing anything different for us as a business? Um, so that, that was mine and we can break it down a bit more, but maybe Brett, you can tell us what your most surprising finding was. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to stay on, on yours for a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and what was the surprise? Can you just reiterate what the surprising part of that was? The surprising part of it was that I didn't expect the researchers to, you know, essentially extend so much flexibility for businesses to gotcha. choose and that the results that came out of it were so consistent, right? right? With such a wide range of options of how you give a day off to your employees, the results from the employees and from the business angle, which we I want to talk about at some point too, were pretty consistent. Yeah. There, so uh, it was really interesting, actually, when, it, when, I, when I read this, because if we talk through some of the approaches taken, I think Ben already mentioned some of these. Um, and and you just did as well, but you know, you, you can take Fridays off or take Mondays off to reduce the hours. You can do, um, you know, shorter work days, five days a week. You can do longer, uh, work days, even less. Um, you can have a staggered approach where certain, certain people, um, you know, one person has Monday off, the other person has Friday off. What they even mentioned, um, one company they found, uh, the people in the company with certain skills found a counterpart and decided on which or, or how they would show up to work, you know, to make sure that they had full coverage for those, um, those skills, um, which is super interesting. And I, I, I appreciate that about the study for sure. And I think that's the way it should be implemented at a company. Um, so, so it actually works for that company. And I can imagine a cleaning business, right? Like you have to get a certain amount of jobs done. There's just no way around that. And I don't know, you know, that's directly tied to the revenue you, you take. So how do you actually reduce the time worked and make the same amount of revenue? Cause you're actually paying people a higher wage. So 
in in some ways I I I need more information about those types of companies. So based on industries, uh, you know, like hourly workers, restaurant workers, uh, versus some sort of thought worker, um, white collar workers, for example, um, the economics don't really shake out. So, so does this study kind of perpetuate some sort of cognitive bias that we're saying people's well well being is going to be increased, but what we're actually doing is um, burden the disenfranchised segments even more, right? Like 90% of the people in the study were white, mm-hmm. 90%. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at the end of the day, it, it, it feels kind of hollow for a victory if we're saying we can work less and get paid more, but the industries that, that can't really operate that way, like you just can't. Um, or small businesses or, you know, single person businesses, right? You just can't operate that way. Um, and to some extent that's a choice for people, but it, it'll affect us all differently. So I, I don't know. It feels like there, there might be a bigger social issue that's getting missed here, even though it individually helps some people feel like their, their well-being is more looked after. So. I think you brought up something that was really important with disenfranchising and representation through the study. Um, And would love to talk about that a bit more, but um, yeah, no, would love to know what you or Ben think were were other surprising elements that maybe we haven't discussed or hit on yet. Um, I was surprised that they were able to actually have a construction and manufacturing employees included in this i couldn't imagine i mean i would well i mean really i think this study would only work on salaried employees yeah i mean if you're you know if you're being paid an hourly wage to do a job um you know that that would i mean that's just flat out you know your (laughs) your your company would be giving you money for free you know almost in effect so I, I I was surprised about that and um yeah and and I also um I I think I was very surprised um and not in a good way but they they talk about that um the they made a comment in there that it didn't matter the size of the company they you know we we had the same results from both and they drew that line at 10 employees and they, the, you know, the, the, the comment was, um, you know, we, it doesn't matter the size of the company, everyone benefited from it. And it was like companies under 10 employees benefited from it and companies with more than 10 employee employees benefited from it. And I, and you know, I, I have a hard time not calling BS on that. Right. Like that's just, um, you know, I, I read that and I was like, and, and it, it's hard, you know, the, I guess maybe the, I'm actually not a cynical person. I was going to say the cynic in me, but <laughs> I, I just instantly read that and I'm like, you can, mm, you can borrow some of mine. Yeah. I'm, I'm instantly like, mm, I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's awesome that you bring that up because one of the, one of the things, the terms and conditions of this study in here talks about. Um, and I'll just read it, but 
part-time staff received a pro-rata working time reduction. Part-time staff continued on the existing hours and received a pro-rata pay raise uh, to match the new pay rate of their full-time colleagues. Um, and so that the, the people that are already part-time that probably maybe even said, you know what, I can't work full-time because my life doesn't allow it. They just got a raise. Didn't really have to change the way they work. So, um, and I think it was, I'll have to, to validate this, but I, I want to say it was 78% of the companies had less than 50 people, mm-hmm. which is a whole lot of really small companies. And again, so, some of this math just does not work out for me. And, and, and you look at the, the participation in the, the original um, uh, surveys was pretty high. And by the end it was just over 50%, right? 80, 88% of the companies had 50 employees or less. 88%. Of 88%. Yeah. So, and, and I would, I'm not an expert on small companies, but I would say if you're 50 employees or less and, and actually let's dig into that number just a tiny bit deeper if I may. Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. <laughs> 56% of the companies had less than 24 employees. Yeah. So, I mean, those, that, that's a, those are really small companies. Yeah. And, and, and on the, the positive side of that, like I love small companies. Yeah. Let me be very clear on that. Same. And the beauty of, of some of that is that because they can't, they, they usually have a more defined culture. They're able to probably make some changes like this. Yeah. And, and they can do that. Right. You know, I mean, you're, if, if, uh, you know, the, the quote unquote, the boss, the CEO is the owner, you know, you probably a lot of the times the guy that, you know, the, the guy or, or, or person that started the company. And, so they're able to be like, yeah, I know my people. I know if I offer them a four-day work week, they'll get the same amount of work done for me because yeah. they care about me and I care about them. And um, in, in some cases, yeah. they're probably like, this is the way we operate already. And now we just make it official as part of a study. Um, and, and I think what's missing for me in this study is the more granular um, analytics that says, here are the number of hourly roles. Here are the actual number of part-time roles. Here are the full-time salary roles, right? Because I, if I say I'm a, a contractor that you brought up earlier, Ben, and I have 25 employees, I'm the only full-time employee with 25 crew members that I call when I need them for jobs, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. so if, and, and part of this study was this could be a seasonal reduction in work for the same pay. So you know what, I'm going to pay you a higher wage for these jobs you're doing this month, but I know we don't have any work next month, which you just have off. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of ways to game this system, um, at, at least in this study. And, and I'm, not, I'm not even saying at all it's nefarious, but I think, again, it leads me down the path of, you know, this feels like a, a study. A lot of these studies feel like studies to to uh, just prove some sort of cognitive bias, right? Like, quote, the CEO of a creative company, for example, recognized the growing popularity of homeworking in the industry since COVID. 
but felt that a policy of unlimited homeworking could damage the company's working culture, uh, unquote. And so that feels like uh, some sort of cognitive bias to me. It's like, I don't believe, I believe people should be in the office. And so I'm going to use a four-day work week to prove that is true. And so is it actually, is it almost being weaponized in a way to get people to go out the office? And, and these are the small companies. So imagine at a bigger company, I can totally see a CEO going, how do we get people back in the office? Well, let's not do hybrid at all anymore. Let's just do a four day work week. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something that I tried to suss out from the study, but to your point, Brett, there was some granularity that was missing in a lot of areas, but there's a chart in the study that asked the participants to share what their remote work habit changes were during the study. And the chart says that I think it was 90%, uh, or here it is. The chart says that 85% of people reported no change, uh, 9% reported an increase, and six reported a decrease. But what's really missing and what makes that statistic so useless is you don't know which of these companies had remote policies, what those policies were, if it was mostly, you know, in office or out of office. Right. And so, or you know, construction I, I see company, right? Like they're out of office totally. all the time. Exactly. And so to your point, you know, I think it's, it, there's. You know, when you look at the pie chart, it's just like, wow, look at all the look at that aspect that didn't change in that employee's life with this major change in the structure of the business. When in reality, you're like, I don't know if that's actually a meaningful statistic. Yeah. And and I, I did a little research outside and just Googled, you know, four day work week U.S. companies. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft uh, was one that popped up. Kickstarter, Panasonic. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of companies that are, are bigger trying to, to experiment here and, and they're seeing good results, which I, I almost would, would trust those results a little bit, um, a little bit more because they're probably done more objectively from solving problems within the company, hopefully. Um, and I, I'm sure we wouldn't get to see the Microsoft study or the, the real results, but I, they have reported that they have seen good results from it. So. Um, it's encouraging in that sense that that companies are starting to look at the problems within the company and that the people are having and trying to solve them. Here's another anecdote for you, gents. In my previous career, or pre- previous role, uh, a former company, we we had what's I think uh, generally sometimes referred to as nine eighties, meaning that you work nine days for 80 hours. And the way that my business did this was you would work a full week, Monday through Friday. Uh, Your Mondays through Thursdays, you'd work nine hours. And then that Friday, you would work eight. And then the following week, you would work um, four nine-hour days. And so when you do that math, it totals up to 40 hours on average per week. But you get that that every other Friday off, right. and 
you know, now that I've left that career and I'm now working a job that requires, uh, you know, it's just straight five days in the office or five days working. It's a flexible situation. So I get to be home sometimes, but it's five days a week. Um, and, and this is kind of a tangent and maybe taking the conversation in a different direction, but I, I could tell the difference in, and now that I'm working five days a week, I, I often think to myself, man, I wish I had every other Friday off, um, <laughs> as an employee, like that was, that was actually a pretty nice perk, even though you weren't actually reduce. And this is, this is different than the study, right? Cause the study says, Hey, we need to demonstrate a meaningful reduction in your work time. This wasn't even that this was just, Hey, you're going to work a little longer on, you know, every day so that at the end of the week, you can have an extra day off, you know? Um, and I, I, I liked it. I, I personally enjoyed the policy and kind of wish, um, I could have something back into my day to day. Yeah. I, I like that from a culture perspective too, because that's almost a, a, a protection uh, of a culture that you want to have, because I would almost guarantee that you are working more than 40 hours without that day off beforehand every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably worked more than 40 hours during the weeks anyway, but then you got that day off just to kind of reset and recoup maybe some of the the time. Yep. Nail on the head. I mean, we were, even though you're salaried to work nine hours, most days, I, I want to say in general, everyone was in the office for about 10 hours, you know? And so you're absolutely right. Yeah. I just, the, the, the culture part of this too, you know, um, We've t- we talk about culture a lot, and I, I think it's the, the single most important thing in a business, but being a culmination of, like, the actions you take take on a daily basis. So uh, there, there was what I did like. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't like the results, but I liked the, the call-outs in the report about the, the protection of these um, hours um, mm-hmm. at the end of the report. So it said protected or weakly protected, and weakly meaning not strongly not like uh, a time basis, but um, they talked about companies weekly protecting it or protecting this, this time off. And, and one of those you brought up was the KPI one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as you meet your KPIs, you get this four day work week. Um, and, you know, I think I said at the beginning of the show, trust me with outcomes and let me work how I want. And so at, at, at first glance, it feels like that lines up. But when I read that statement, it, it, it brought out my cynic yet again, where it's like they used a four-day work week as a stick to get even more performance out of it. I love that people are looking at trying to, um, I, I guess, improve employees' lives and, and change the way we do things. Because in a lot of ways that, you know, we're, we're adapting and and heck uh man i i don't, I don't want to sound too big here but you know due due to unfortunately covid but you know the work at home like potentially like through a little bit of a a worker revolution right now yeah right and and never has it been easier to have some flexibility work from home do some of these things like this study looking at four day work weeks it's also never been easier to have a have a side hustle that is now 
socially acceptable. And, and, you know, so I, I really appreciate that the study is looking at that, talking about that, you know, getting some raw data to go take to companies and maybe help keep expanding it. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I want to go back to one thing that Brett, you said at the very beginning, you know, that 90% of the respondents were, or participants is what they, you know, were white mm-hmm. and 63% of them were women, were uh, female. Right. And so I just don't think that there is a, there's enough info here. And, and then also given the size of the company, you know, if you wanted to just say, Hey, this is tailored towards small companies. Yeah. And you know, this is, then, then this, this is probably a very beneficial survey, right? Yeah. So if you're a company made up of white people and you're small <laughs> and, and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're two thirds women, then this survey is probably very, very helpful. Oh, but I, Lord have mercy. If, if we could only get the number of companies that fell into that category, that would be a super cool metric and sad. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think, um, I, I like the idea of it. It just kind of, um, it, it really just kind of fell flat for me because I was like, man, it's just not a big enough representation. Yeah. And, and, and you have to have, uh, more diversity and, and diversity doesn't just have to be race or, you know, I mean, it can, can mean all kinds of different things, but, but they're, um, you know, if, if they were all white people, but it was all different, you know, hourly employees, you know, restaurant workers and stuff, you know, and, and maybe if you're in an area like a small town in the UK, which is very predominantly white. I mean, that, that's fine, but I, I just want to bigger, bigger, uh, it doesn't, you know, bigger sample size, more, more, more diversity there. More representation. Yeah. Yeah. More representation of of different people. Yeah. So, so sorry if that was a wet blanket over the four day work week. No, and I'm actually glad we did this. One area of the study that, um, you know, it, it, it pointed to as a, as a successful result was, hey, look at revenues over these time periods, both over the, the period of study, just the full study results, but also comparing it to like a year before to try to capture elements of seasonality. And the study says, hey, when you just go over the study period, like revenue was flat, if not went up, I think like a percent or so. And if you compare it to the year before, it was up something like 34, 35%. And as I parsed through the details and the nitty gritty in, in in those findings, I just was not at all convinced that this four day work week was a direct uh link or cause or contributor to increasing or flat revenue to me there's just like no evidence backing up the sen- the, the fact that hey this this business did successful like was successful and better off with their employees working fewer hours if you will um also and I'll I'll kick it over to one of y'all but like just the the whole 
the the only the only business metrics that were used to really assess the success of the corporate the corporation was revenue and uh, retention. And you know, retention. Some people they said it was the results say hey it was flat. Some people ended up leaving through through the study period. But the fact that you're looking at just revenue and retention as your metrics and knowing that there's so many elements and factors that influence those things, I, I was really underwhelmed by that argument in the study. What, what uh, other metrics would you like to see? S- similar metrics for c- competitive businesses in, in the market, right? So don't just, don't just tell me what the business did by itself. What was the market doing overall, right? What, what is the just general uh, surroundings of the industry um, experiencing at the time. I would like to have seen, you know, a more calibrated metric of, okay, if, if revenue is your measure, what is influencing that, right? What what other levers and components and drivers go into how much revenue a business is cranking out? And show me the link, show me causation, right? So it's me, don't, don't give me this causality, you know, type of lingo. I want to see a direct link of this is what makes us money. Um, your, your study is full of happy people, right? For the ones that who, who responded to the survey. But again, that to me is kind of like, well, duh. Like if people, I don't care how committed or passionate you are about your business, people would love to be funded to do whatever they want to do. Free time, keep working, uh, hobbies, cooking, like whatever it is. Well, like work, to me, it's kind work of twenty percent less. Work twenty percent less. Exactly. <laughs> and so to me, it's just like, okay, big whoop. Show really show me how you can take this to corporations around the world and say this is a good thing for your business, and here's why. I, I just was, I couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah. get it from the stuff. Well, and and. Uh... Yeah, Taylor, all all really good points, and I I totally agree. And and you know, I, I again, I immediately think, well, you know, so 2022 versus 2021, you know, coming out of the pandemic, and I think most of these companies were outside the U.S., which was affected um, much greater by shutdowns mm-hmm. and lack of business. So I would say it's it's almost inevitable that companies are going to do more in 2022 than they did in 2021. My my totally. original thought is something you brought up before is Peloton. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and forecast our yeah. employee satisfaction on coming out of the pandemic and giving them uh, more time off to deal with everything that's gone sideways in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Big whoop. So, and, and really the, the thing, and, and Taylor, you hit the nail on the head there is that quite frankly, um, and, and Hey, there is a market, for for less than 25 employee companies right to 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 cater to them and and to to give studies for them and stuff so um, i'm not saying there's no relevance there but but i but i and and but i but i like what you were saying there and if you want to get companies to do stuff like this you have to show a you know and and forget about the Microsofts and the Amazons, but yep. but you you have to show a company that has five thousand employees that that they can do this and have it be a benefit. Yeah. Yep. And 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 Ben, I love that you said that. That's what I was looking for as I read the study this entire time. Was hey, can I take this and take it to an executive at my 
place of work and say, have you seen this? Have you looked through it? Um, would you consider it? And I honestly did not feel after reading it, like I would be comfortable bringing this to an executive. And the business I work for right now is about uh, 5,000 people, I think just shy. And so I just, I couldn't see where, where I could with a, with a straight face say, Hey, these results apply to us. This would work here. This would work in the U S this would work for our business. This would work for the way we make money. It, it just wasn't there. Yeah. I, I would, I agree. I I'm thinking about the flat results though. And, and I think that's the, the outcome they wanted. Yeah. Right. It's, there was no change in business pretty much is what they're trying to to peddle. But I think given the representation and the sample size and, and all the, the lacking things we talked about with the analytics of this, I, I don't know that that's even trustworthy to say we were flat, um, especially for six months. And in, in let's say 80% of these businesses were seasonal businesses, mm-hmm. right? Then mm-hmm. you did a six month study. How, how is that going to add up? And and I, I don't think any of it adds up. And and don't get me wrong. Like I really, in my core, think a four day work week is is the a good path. I I mean, we have you know bright breaks at Eventbrite, so it's every first Friday of every month, and it's noticeable when I work four days a week versus five. Um, and I I don't know that it it affects my productivity at all, but it absolutely affects my mental well being there's no doubt about that so um is that for brett sorry to cut to, no is does a whole company have that first friday off yeah see there there's a little side note and kind of what i was talking about with culture like when everyone knows you have that first friday off yeah everyone is working towards that common goal right hr has their stuff buttoned up um you know the the online you know and and sales and everybody working towards tickets events you know all all that stuff is all buttoned up so yeah and and so it it gives you a true relaxing day yeah because the whole company has everything buttoned up and everyone knows it yeah and 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 perhaps perhaps the whole company doesn't automatically get that off right there's support functions that i'm sure have to be active that day just like saturday and sunday right yeah Uh, in some cases especially with live events but for the most part, it it is a cultural, you know, thing that bright breaks are the first Friday of every month, and and they encourage you to actually go out and be part of your community and send in photos of. What's your final kind of takeaway? Is it is it is it good? Would it work? Do you think it's are we heading the right direction? What else do we need to do? Here's my short response, as a board member. Uh, I believe that. Children for of the future. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't resist. I set you up for that one. Yeah. Um no, I I, I think the four four uh, day work week could work. I think you would have to um have not only the, the culture of the company, but also the trust in the employees, right? Right. And, and, you know, we could, we could throw out caveats. It would depend, you know, depend to kind of work, blah, blah, blah. But no, I, I, I think it could work. I think it could, um, boost employee morale and, you know, boost employee retention. Yep. And, and then the last thing I would just say real briefly about this report while, and, and I probably made fun of it more than you two did, 
but I can only imagine how hard it would be to get companies to sign up for this, to be part of it, to give progress reports, give updates, share their time to, um, you know, to give feedback. So while I poked fun and said it was incomplete, I recognize, and, and especially, you know, right now I don't know exactly where they're at in the UK, you know, Cambridge or whatever, that it's probably very difficult to get a really big, diverse sample size. Yeah. But, um, so you're saying in, in order for you to buy in, mm-hmm. you need a new study? No, oh no, I'm 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 not saying I need a new study. I'm just I'm just saying that I believe this study was incomplete, and I and I I'm recognizing how hard it would be, and how much time and energy would be to get the complete study that I wouldn't, we wouldn't poke holes in and make you know kind of make fun of. Um, but as a board member, um, I think I would vote. For a four-day work week, Taylor, what's what's your vote? My vote as a board member is also to institute a four-day work week. Now, as much as I complained and poo-pooed on the study, I think the things that still float to the top for me in terms of importance, and even if it was only half of the study group, the initial study group, the fact that employees were felt for for the most part you know uh that they were happier that they were healthier that they had more time for the things that they truly felt that they wanted to do and that they they weren't pressured in all instances to you know be even super efficient it just kind of felt like healthier like some of the the pie charts i really appreciated that they shared were people traveled more um, people got more sleep, uh, which is just huge for, for health, um, you know, and, and I think those results still shine brightest for me, even in the sense or even contextualized to, hey, if, if I'm going to take this to uh, an S&P 500 company, right, and say, hey, this, this, look, look at the business results and use this as justification, I, I think there's nothing there. Uh, I think for me alone, the fact that you would have employees that would benefit better. Brett, to your point, you mentioned that this study was out to prove that something could work, not something couldn't work, right? Right. Um, And I think that to me, knowing that, hey, imperfections and all, there are some positive indicators here that are worth paying attention to. And that I think as we head into the future, and where I would hope and want businesses to be transforming and changing and adjusting, I think that's a trend in the direction of this is how we, this is how we really change change business, right? Um, I, I I'd like to think of a happy scenario where you can get you know a major corporation again, ten thousand people to say, hey, we're going to give everyone forty work weeks, and we're going to make that happen. And I, I just got to think if you if you could give ten thousand people that type of flexibility, 
and you know that understanding and just appreciation of like you're human with other things that are outside of this company uh, that 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 would actually pay dividends beyond even what a study could capture wasn't in this one even if you were to study it in in greater depth you know i, I just got to think that it is a step in the right direction and the trajectory was correct for the study so that's that's my take gotcha so you're in as well i'm in all right, I, and I and I think I'm gonna actually go in the opposite direction here, um, pot- potentially even cheating here, in a way because um, if it's my company, I don't know that the four day work week is the biggest problem to solve, and that's gonna be what pe- you know actually give people better well being. So you know, I, it's something I'm willing to experiment. But I think what I want to see is actually people in my company weighing in on on what their biggest problems are and what would help them through it. Um, specifically, when it comes to you know work life balance, because um, I think it we have a a great opportunity um, to actually engage with employees. Um, and listen to their feedback versus be more prescriptive here. Um, and I know we've talked a, a lot about, you know, bigger companies like the Fang or Mang, as it's called now, companies, Microsoft and Apple and Netflix, Google. They they come out with a lot of this stuff, right? And it trickles down to these smaller companies, things like OKRs, such a great example. And And that might work for Google. It might not work at all for other small companies. And so um, I, I don't want to follow suit just because it's Google saying this is the way people should work. It, it really, I feel like this is a bottoms up decision that needs to be made. And as a board member, I think we need to actually listen a little bit more to our people and let them uh, experience the driver's seat a little bit more. And, and so that's the caveat. If I'm all in for a four day work week, if that would, if that's the decision that, that, that people, you know, resonate with. Uh, but I, I'm kind of a skeptic and think that it might not be, to be perfectly honest. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw this out there as well. Is I don't know if our company has the culture to support it, right? And, and I think um, No Meeting Wednesdays is probably the biggest example I can think of at all of my companies. No Meeting Wednesdays work for two Wednesdays. And then they're out the window because your bosses drop meetings on Wednesdays because it's the only time left on their calendar or your calendar. And, and when your boss does that, how many people are confident enough to push back and say, sorry, it's no meeting Wednesday. And I, I think not a lot. So, um, so I'm, I'm a maybe, I guess it's, but I, I need more information. So I, I can't possibly make a decision. And I, I don't think, I think this is too important to, to not not do that diligence. Well, Brett, I appreciate your answer. But to follow suit, I think you need to give an answer. Uh, the answer is I vote no until we get more information. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Well, there you have it. Our bottoms up view of business decisions from the boardroom in the basement. On behalf of all of us here in the boardroom, thanks for listening.
Let's go.